What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Constance the Podcast. I'm your host, Constance Annan. If you didn't know, this is a daily show. Many new episodes drop every day. And do not forget that this is a visual show as well. So if you're listening in on podcast streaming platforms, head on over to YouTube, search for Constance the Podcast, and there you will find your girl. There you can watch your girl. There you can see me in motherfucking action. How you guys doing today? It's fucking Monday. Mondays, are Mondays the start of the week? I guess Sundays are really the start of the week, but my week has started off well. I'm so glad that yesterday on Sunday, I decided to take it upon myself to take my ass to the gas station, fill up my tank before work because I had contemplated doing it this morning before work. And I was like, nah, that's going to be, I have to wake up early. That's going to stress me out. That's going to piss me off. So I'm glad I did what I needed to do and got gas last night so that this morning I could sleep in just a little bit longer and not have to do too much. On my way home from work, I thought my car got fucking towed today. That was a tragedy. I was stressed the fuck out. Like, I was really like, oh, my God, I knew it was going to happen, and this is the day it happened. But I ended up finding my car. I could have swore I parked somewhere, but I didn't park there. But I'm glad I found my car. So that's how my day went. All in all, work was good. And do not forget, they bought lunch at work today. So, you know, whenever work buys food for me, whenever work provides food, I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. Y'all really should be be providing food for me every single day. But I'll take it today. I'm appreciative today. Today, what the fuck did I have? I had like a nice sandwich and some fries. I thought it was a real good lunch. I was really appreciative of it. So today was good all in all. That was my work life. That was my morning. Where are we at right now? Y'all probably want to get into raunchy. I think we should save raunchy for the end because I don't read so much and I don't want to go over it in the beginning and take up all my time because it's been taking up a lot of time. Let's get into the nitty motherfucking gritty. Bitch, did you see that tweet? Okay, let's get into the tweet. If you new here, this segment is dedicated to the bullshit I see on my timeline. This tweet was tweeted by The Shade Room and the tweet reads, A mother is not happy after a recent trip to Sesame Place. She is calling them out after a person in a Rosita costume is seen dismissing her two black children who wanted a hug. And then I'm not going to post the video because I don't want to post nobody's kids on my shit. But um, you can see the two beautiful black girls waving to Rosita and Rosita giving them a no. Like she is really giving them a no. Bitch. Okay, first of all, let me start. I ain't no mom. Right. So I can only imagine. I can only like come up with ideas of what I would do in that instance. But who's to say that's really how I would act? Because I don't know what it's like to be a mom. But my first instinct when I saw this clip, like the first thing that came out of my mouth literally was, uh-uh, excuse me. So I know that those are the words that would have came out of my mouth in that moment. And then after that, I don't know what I would have did. I saw Kelly Rowland make a post. Kelly Rowland said she would have shut that whole motherfucker parade down. And you have every right to do so. You cannot be working for establishments knowing you racist, knowing it's going to be kids around here. Why would you, first of all, how the fuck? Do you have so much disdain for a child, despite the the color of her skin? Second of all, Sesame Place, why the fuck you got people ignoring the kids, knowing that this is an all-kids event? And what's crazy is, you would like to believe that black people just made this up. Like, black people just, just said that this happened. But no, you see Rosita high-fiving, hugging, and talking to white adults Bitch, why the fuck you talking to adults as a kid event? And then on top of that, other parents came forward and said that they noticed that their kids had gotten curved too. I think that that's fucked up. I don't need to explain why that's fucked up. And if you in a motherfucking kid's costume or in a Sesame Street costume, you better be saying hi to all the kids. Like, what the fuck do you tell your kid after that? That's so sad. Like, you can see the little kids in the video looking like, oh my gosh, 
I just got curved by my favorite character. Like, that is so sad and disheartening, and you shouldn't be doing that. I don't know what the fuck to say. I don't know what the solution is other than what did I tell y'all before? We need to start running mental assessments because there's something going on up here. I'm sure there's something up here in the mind of a racist person that we could easily identify if need be. Or, you know, it'd be good. It would even be better because I'm like always, you know, do mental assessments. In an episode, I had proposed doing mental assessments and having us walk around with the results like Scarlet Letter style so niggas could know who the fuck they dealing with. But you know how when you sign up for like a or when you apply for like a dumbass job, they have those dumbass assessments that are like, what would you do if Sally was stealing money out the register? Like them dumbass long ass assessments. They need to start curating them so that it can detect if you racist or not. It would suck, though, and it probably wouldn't be effective because the niggas that are great in the test would be racist, so they would probably hire more racist people i think all in all it's just like black people need to come up with their own shit and i think that that is also something that's really cliche because everybody talks about you know black people come up with your own shit black people give money to more and other black people and we always preach this people always talk about it but it never happens people still go to white corporations bitch i still take my ass to target and other white corporations it's a tragedy but we do need to figure out a way to make sure that black people do not ever have to go through shit like this or anybody in dealing with racism it's like Ooh, should I probably try to say this? Okay, segregation obviously ain't the best idea, but sometimes you look and it's like niggas might need to start segregating because niggas ain't going to do niggas wrong. Is that even a true statement? Niggas do be doing niggas wrong, but niggas do each other better than white people do black people. So that's my solution to the problem. We went off on a whole tangent. All in all, I think that that shit was fucked. And if the mom would have cussed out Rosita, I would have said, you do what you got to do, girl. Because why the fuck you curving my kids? And what the fuck made you think you could curve my kids? And now I got to tell my kids. That's why you always got to. I think that's an important life lesson, too. Not to tell kids that people are racist. Although I guess that's a conversation black people got to have with their kids, which is fucked up, too. But I think it's also important to let your kids know not to have too high of ex expectations of people like you can be the great person that you are but that doesn't mean people are always going to match that you know that's the discussion I think that that would open for me and my children to let them know that some people suck and don't let that ruin your fucking day you know because it kind of gave me the energy like you know how they always say like I've heard people say things like, I don't want to meet my favorite celebrity because if they disappoint me, that's going to be disappointing. And so the kids went with this high expectation to see Rosita and get a high five and get a hug and get some acknowledgement. And they got curved and now they know people suck. You got to learn early. You got to learn sometimes. It was all just really bad, really fucked up. Like, don't be working for no kids even and don't like black kids. If you don't like black kids, like, fuck you. And black people, what the fuck can I even fucking say? We just need our own shit. But is that ever going to motherfucking happen? I hope so. All these motherfucking entrepreneurs that I see on Instagram, I hope that niggas are thinking about taking over. You know how we talked about segregation? You know what's so crazy? Like, the world is slowly becoming segregated, though, but not in, like, a fucked up way. Kind of, like, a good way. Like, when you go into stores, you'll see aisles specifically dedicated to black-owned businesses. Or, like, if you shop online... There's a lot of companies now, like not companies, but like a Target or a Walmart letting you know, like, okay, this is the black owned business section. And I think that's good because that lets me know, okay, let me go to the black owned aisle and give my black dollar to black people. So it's not terrible segregation, but when you, if you peep the scenes, it's like segregation is slowly coming back. But do what you need to do. It's a doggy dog world out here. I ain't condoning and advocating for racism, but I am saying black people. I take it upon myself. Let me say I take it upon myself. I always try to give my dollars to black companies. Like, I do have intention behind the people that I book services with. Like, obviously, the person that do my hair is going to be black. But I like to give my money to black people. Um, 
you know, the first time I go get a wax, I'm going to aim to get a wax. Like, get my coochie wax, I'm going to aim to get it done by a black person. The person that does my hair is black, like I said. The person that does my nails is my bestie, and I barely have them done. But when I do have them done, a black woman does them. Anything I do, I try to go to a black person because why the fuck would I give my money to somebody that ain't black? Ain't nothing wrong with people that ain't black, but why not feed my people? You see what I'm saying? Segregation is slowly coming back into me with the mindset that I have. But this ain't a fuck white people's speech. This is just a this is what you got to do in this world. Okay, so those are my two cents and thoughts on that. Um, What else we got to discuss, y'all? Should we just go ahead and get into the bowl? I think we should go ahead and get into the bowl. So this game is called Word Association. And if you new here, you are in for a wild surprise because, girl, we got a theme song. Hit it. Let's get into it. Mm, let's get into it. Oh, let's get into it. Mm, mm, and to the damn booty. Huh. Let's get into it. We into the bowl, baby. Let's get into it. Mm, and to the damn booty. Where the fuck did I get the to the damn booty from? To the damn booty. That's how we to the damn booty. Niggas was coming up with anything back in the day. Music back in the day and what it is now. Like, it was really a vibe back in the day. All right, for those of you wondering that are listening, I did pick something out of the bowl. No worries. I'm not going on a tangent. And I picked out, ooh, I picked out psychedelics. I was on live last night. Shout out to everybody that got on Instagram live. By the way, we did whole stories yesterday. If you was on Instagram live, you got to see who Constance was. I will never disclose those stories to the pod. That's why y'all got to get on the lives on Sundays because I share shit with my people on live that I don't share on here because some things need not to ever be talked about again, remembered, disclosed. But, you know, I get in with the live girls and we have a ball and we talk and we kiki and we TT. Anyway, so yesterday I was on live and um, Nay, shout out to Nay. She has suggested a show called change the way you think or change your perspective something like that on netflix let me get you the name so, I, so if anybody wants to watch it they can watch it the show is called how to change your mind that was actually what it was called and so it's a docu-series on netflix about i mean i only watched the first episode and i only watched part of the episode but it was about psychedelics i it just got a little boring for me anyways i'm curious to know if you guys have ever done any psychedelics the first episode talked a lot about lsd and so I I have actually done some psychedelics in the past. And, and to be 100% honest, I'm not like, this point of, of my life that I'm in right now, I have no interest in ever doing a psychedelic again. I would never tell somebody to go get high off a of psychedelic. Like, that's just not where I'm at right now. But when I was younger in high school, I did have my fair share of psychedelics. Now, if you've been watching this podcast, listening to this podcast from the jump, then you know that I had an acid trip and I went into detail about that. Um, when I was, and I've also done shrooms too. Shrooms was like a terrible experience for me. I think what I hear from people is, and not what I hear, just, you know, what I know is psychedelics can either be a really good experience or it could be a really bad experience. Like in the docuseries that I watched, they had mentioned that if you have some underlying conditions such as like schizophrenia or something of that nature, doing a psychedelic could, if you had a bad trip, it could activate that shit within you. Not activate, but like bring it out, wake it up. I don't know how that shit works, but that shit is scary like the whole schizophrenia thing, all of that is scary to me. Anyways, back into psychedelics. So um, it talks about psychedelics and it just had me sitting and thinking about my trips. The shrooms trip was like terrible. Uh, all I remember is I ate the shrooms. Hours later, shit looked distorted. And on top of that, I kept hearing somebody scream and cry for help the whole time. It was like, I describe it as an Asian man. It was so scary. It was like an old ass Asian man just screaming for help. Like he was in agony and pain. I was also watching Vampire Diaries in the midst of 
the trip and that shit set me off my dog is barking hold on all right you guys i am back sorry about that rude interruption okay so as i was saying the shrooms trip was just terrible like i hear a lot of people saying oh i love shrooms i want to try shrooms i see people trying shrooms on a regular um i believe i ate the shrooms in a sandwich if i'm not mistaken it was so long ago but that is something that i would never do again i don't even know what my intention was when i got high off the shrooms i don't know what my intention was anytime that i went in to do any psychedelics so i did shrooms once i did acid a couple times um no time was like the first time like the first time was the first time was just magical you know what's so scary about psychedelics like lsd i believe is man-made i don't know where the fuck that shit came from or comes from. Like, I don't know. And I can't believe I popped that shit. Like, I was a different type of person back in the day. Because now if you presented some shit like that to me, I'll be like, why the fuck would you think I would do some shit like that? I feel like back in the day, I was so, like, pressed to get high off anything. Like, just to be removed from reality. That I would do anything that anybody proposed to me. As long as one of my friends was down to do it, I would do it. And I never thought I would die or anything. I, although I had heard, like, crazy things about LSD. But anyways, the show that I watched, I talked about how LSD is, like magical like it, it it can just change your mind change your perspective change your views on life like it can be good um again this is not me condoning anybody to do it because bitch i ain't no scientist and i ain't watched the show in full so i don't know what the fuck ha- i don't know what the fuck happened to my brain after lsd i will say though like i said in that first episode when i went into detail about my trip it did change my life y'all see these big dreams that i have when I did the LSD, like when I did acid, it really made me want to go after my dreams. Um, in that episode, I talked about how, you know, I got, I did the, I had the trip and I saw myself on magazines and, and within grocery stores and I saw myself sitting on a rooftop. I just saw myself living a life that I had always wanted for myself. And it just, after that, I, everything I did after that point was to bring me to where I am now and it's going to take me to where the fuck I want to go like that it just changed my perspective it made me want to stop mooching and stop getting high stop just doing dumb shit I still did get high but I stopped like aiming for crazy things like that kind of sort of actually I lied um my perspective changed and wanted to like pursue things for myself but I did try to go back and get that feeling from the acid multiple times but it just never hit the same anyways like I was saying acid is so scary because I don't know who the fuck makes it let's get past that so all in all I want to know if y'all have ever done psychedelics. I would love to know how y'all trips were. And also, again, this is not me advocating and telling anybody to go get high off that shit because I don't know where the fuck that shit come from. I don't know where the fuck I found it. I was offered it by a friend, actually. I would never go out and seek that shit. I would never buy it off a nigga on the street. That shit is just, it's dangerous. I can't believe I was even doing shit like that. I don't even know who I was back then. But everything I did back then is, you know, brought me to who I am now. So I'm not regretful of it. I just look back and I'm like, what the fuck? So anyways, it made me think about my friend group that I had like I said the reason I was down to get high is because I had you know some homegirls that was down to do it now I've talked to y'all about my two friend groups that I've, I had in high school and I said that they didn't get along and they didn't last one of the friends groups we called ourselves the t-girls we've talked about it here on the show before and I just remembered the other friend group's name we called ourselves team finesse I don't know why the fuck we chose that name team finesse but were we even finessing I don't know if we was finessing but the girls was getting high um that group was just all like we obviously we kicked it in like we, we were hanging out before niggas started getting high but when we started getting high that group was getting high i said and thought about it 
today actually and i was like damn where i was mentally was so fucked up back then everybody else was probably so mentally fucked up too like niggas was probably going through shit and we ain't know we was just getting together to cope and get high that shit was actually really scary really fucking sad but i had a time with those girls like we had just did we did so many stupid things but so many fun things and so it's been a while since i told y'all a crazy story about my childhood or my past my teen years and i want to take y'all back to a time where teen finesse geeked we didn't geek off psychedelics at this point, but niggas was geeking. So niggas love getting high, high off weed. I ain't never did no, like, I told myself I would never do crack or coke to this day. I have never done those things, and I salute myself for never doing them. Um, but we did used to love getting high off weed. And I don't know why. It was my birthday, or it was like the night before my birthday, and me and Team Finesse decided to get together and rob the plug. Child, ask me why the fuck we said we was going to do it. I don't know why the fuck we said we was going to do it. Something must have happened. For us to say that we was going to rob the plug. Or we might have just came up with that shit. This group of girls. There was never any logic behind the shit that we did. So we were like okay let's rob the plug. We sat and we planned it out. We swore we had everything planned out. We're like okay we're going to do this. We're going to do this. This 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 this. If this happens we'll do this. If this happens we'll do this. Like we mapped this shit out. I think for a good week. We knew what the fuck we was going to do. We knew how we was going to get out. If the shit didn't work we knew what the fuck we was going to do. Okay. So the day comes. We text the plug. We're like, you know what? We ready to cop. I don't even know how much we was ready to cop. We was like, all right, we ready to cop. Okay. We, I'm sitting here, I'm like, should I even be telling this story? This is an alleged story. Who knows that this is true? I probably pulled it out of my ass. We don't know. Anyways, so we're like, okay, let's, you know, we, we hit up the plug. The plug's like, okay, meet me here. We go to link. It's, it's a car full of girls. I don't know how many of us it was. It was probably like four or five of us in a car. Cars full, whatever. So we're like driving to cop. Okay. The exchange was, looking back, as I tell the story, so stupid. The The plan was when we get to the plug, our car is going to be facing this way. The way we're going to be facing this way, the plug's going to come in. He's going to be facing this way so that we can do the exchange and, you know, drive our separate ways. Like, it was only a one way to come in. So we made sure we got there early so that we could be already headed out so that when the plug came in, he would have to do like a U-turn. So it'd be too hard for him to catch us. Like we really planned this or so we thought. So the plug pulls up. We're all in the car. One of my friends said she was going to do the transaction. Mind you, it's my birthday. I'm just supposed to be here along for the ride. My friend got scared when the nigga came and we all just sitting here. The plug's like, y'all want it or not? So we sit and we talk to the plug. We're like, yeah, we want it. Okay. So, um, my friend didn't get out. So I'm like, man, fuck it. I'll do it. I was telling y'all the other day. One thing about me is like, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with myself. Comfortable wasn't even the right word. It was like just a sense of like, man, fuck it. I'll just do it. Like I'm, I was always the person that was like, I'll do it. I'll show my ass. I'll have fun. I'll just do it. Like I'm, I'm literally a just do it person. Like, I don't know what word I needed to use to describe myself. But anyways, I was like, man, fuck it. You acting scared. When people start acting scared and stuff like that, it'd be pissing me off. Like, let's just go ahead and get this shit over with. That's just the energy I got all the time. Okay. So I'm like, all right, let me just do it. So, um, I had a receipt in my hand and I think we stuffed. We had like a dollar and we wrapped it in a receipt. I don't know what the fuck we thought we was doing. I don't know how much the shit cost. I don't know what the fuck we even asked for. But I go, I hand him the dollar wrapped in a receipt or the receipt wrapped in a dollar. I hand a plug that and he gives me the shit. We hop in the car and we skirt the fuck off. So now we high off of like adrenaline. We like, yes, we did this shit. Like we were so psyched, ready to, you know, go back to wherever the fuck we was going to go to do whatever the fuck we was going to do. 
why the fuck the driver look in the rearview mirror and she's like oh my god he's chasing us so now we're like what the fuck now we in a residential if you from where i'm from you ain't supposed to be first of all you ain't supposed to be speeding in a residential period but if you from where i'm from you know you ain't supposed to be speeding in no white-ass residential neighborhood. It was a white-ass neighborhood, and it was residential. Like, you cannot be doing shit like that, all right? We speeding trying to get the fuck away from this nigga, and the plan just didn't work. I'm saying, you know, get your ass back on the highway because niggas can't do too much speeding on the highway. We'll be able to skirt, finesse, and get the fuck around. The driver isn't listening. She hits a... We, like, everybody's telling her make a left. She bust the right. The driver bust the right. We had a dead end. The plug show up. He's, you know, we cornered by the plug. The nigga's like, get the fuck out. Give me my shit. I think it was just him by himself. Might have just been him by himself. It's a car full of girls. We screaming. We just scared. We like, oh, my God. The nigga gets out. He started beating up her car. I feel so bad for her. He was beating up her fucking car. Like, <clears throat> if it was my car, I'd have been pissed. That nigga was beating on her car till we got out that shit. He probably would have beat our asses, too. Um, What the fuck happened? I think my friend was like, okay, the one that was driving. She was like, okay. And she gets out the car. She gives the nigga his shit, and that was the end of that. Um, that was so embarrassing because we get to school, and I actually had class with the plug and the plug's friends. Like, it was just so just – that was so embarrassing. We get to school, and he gave me a dollar. The, the boy came and gave me a dollar in class. And, I mean, shit, I thought to myself, I don't give a fuck. I'm about to go buy me – I didn't know what the fuck the dollar meant, but I was like, okay. So I was like, I'm about to go buy me some – Peanut color, peanut, what you call them? Like the yellow M&Ms, the M&Ms with the peanuts. I used to love getting those from the vending machine. I love like chocolate with nuts in it. That's really the only chocolate I'll eat if it has nuts in it. Anyways, so um, um, I went out, I used the dollar. Later on, everyone's like con- like laughing at me like Constance. Ha, 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 ha. I'm like, what the fuck is so funny? And everybody's like, well, he pissed on that dollar and gave it to you. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck if he pissed on that shit. I don't know what the fuck happened to any of the dollars we used. So I guess that was his way at getting back at us. But I wasn't I wasn't even tripping off the piss. Nigga, you could have shat on the dollar. I don't give two fucks. The dollar is a dollar. And that was the end of that. But th- the reason I have brought that story up is because those are the group of girls that I did psychedelics with. Those are the group of girls that I got high with. Those are the group of girls that honestly made life fun for me at a point in time. Like, I love that group of girls. I wish them all the best. I don't know where they at right now. Um, shit did go left within the friend group, but it's much love to them. And do I love them because we did drugs? No, I love them because them niggas was just, they was just fun people to hang around. You know how I always talk about, like, you can compartmentalize your friends. Like, it's some friends for everything. Like, those are my get high friends, have fun friends. Like, they made life exciting for me, even though the shit that we did was crazy. But I'm so appreciative of that friend group because I don't know where I would be if I didn't do the acid. I really don't know because, like, the acid really did change my life. Y'all got to go find that episode and listen to it. The, I think the episode is called That Acid Trip Changed Me, some shit like that. you find it. If you were a real Constance the Pod listener, you know, heard the episode, you're going to take some time to go find the episode. Anyways, yeah, if it wasn't for that group of friends, I never would have did the acid trip. I remember when I did the acid trip, it was just pretty colors and shit was just, it was just different. Like, one thing I'll never forget is, like, when you go outside off acid, you just enjoy outside, like, ten times more. You just love that shit ten times more. And I remember it actually did. The trip started off, like, real scary. I'm afraid of rodents, like, rats, hamsters, whatever. Anything that looked like a rat, I'm really afraid of it. Like, I don't fuck with it. And all of a sudden, the carpet just looked like it was covered in rats and mice. And I just... I was so freaked out. I remember I stole my friend in the face because they was like, Constance, calm down. And I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm getting the fuck out of here. And then that was like the worst part of the acid trip. And everything else was good. Anyway, so yes, that that was a long ass, that was a long ass spiel.
But let's get back into the bowl. So, anyways, let me know about y'all psychedelics trips or like high trips, or like stupid, just stupid shit that y'all did back in the day. If you want to disclose it, don't say no names. Oh my god, yesterday on live, somebody asked me a question asking, they asked me a question. So I told you we were telling whole stories. They get on the live and ask me a question and kept somebody's name. Like they asked me if I had fucked XYZ. I'm thinking, don't. I said, do not be coming on my shit asking no questions. Like, yeah, I'm an open book. But I don't know nobody. I don't know no names. We don't do the name thing. Okay? I don't do that. Don't come on my shit asking no questions about nobody. You can ask questions about me and me only, but don't tie nobody else in that motherfucker because I don't know. Okay? So we back in the bowl. Oh, my God. I don't know why I just said that. Like, I was so excited. I pulled out GPS versus MapQuest. Y'all, can y'all believe back in the day, our parents were driving to and from, up, down, and around everywhere with MapQuest. GPS didn't exist. Like, my parents was really going from here to Washington, D.C. off of MapQuest. And what's crazy is I printed out the paper and I'm reading the directions. Take I-925654. Bitch, I don't understand none of that shit now. Like, when I drive with the GPS, I'm looking at the feet. And the arrow. That's all I look at. I don't be paying attention to the street names. I don't pay attention to shit. I can't believe niggas was getting around with MapQuest. That shit is so crazy to me. And then before MapQuest, niggas was just getting around with a map. Life is so crazy. We're so spoiled now. Like, I was talking to my friend the other day, and he had mentioned that he wasn't able to go somewhere because his phone wasn't like his phone was tripping service was fucked up and the gps wasn't working i ain't even mad at him for that because nigga i be needing a gps like oh my god life without a gps is so hard i really cannot believe my parents used to be doing it without it i wouldn't be i wouldn't be able to survive right now if i had to use MapQuest to get up down and around would y'all be able to survive i don't even really know how to read a map i barely know how to use the gps walking instructions uh-uh. I be needing my GPS to work. I need that GPS for every motherfucking thing. How about y'all? Comment down below. I think that's all I really had to say. It's just crazy how times are changing. And niggas is spoiled now. Like, niggas don't got CD players no more. Niggas got iPhones. I don't even think they do iPods. Do iPods exist anymore? Like, y'all remember when we had the little iPod shuffle and it was no screen on that motherfucker? And all you had was a play and a pause, a left and a right. I used to love that shit. I had got the iPod Shuffle when everybody was already on, like, an iPod Touch. Like, my family was real late with shit. But I loved that iPod Shuffle. I felt so cool. I loved having an i-something, like an iPod. Like, oh, my God. The evolution of shit has just changed from iPod Shuffles to iPod Touches to now everybody just got an iPhone. It's so crazy. No CD players. It's so crazy. Y'all remember them jackets that used to have headphones connected to them? Or they were, like... Excuse me. There'll be jackets that you could like hook up your CD player to, or it has like a little FM AM radio. Like they really was on some shit back in the day trying to elevate. And back then I thought niggas was really elevated, but now niggas is elevated. Like back then won't shit. We was just thugging it out for real back then. But it was cool. It was fun. It was a vibe. I love reminiscing on things in the past. Okay. So you guys, let's do a brief intermission and then we will come back. And then we will get into raunchy and we'll end today's show. Okay? Run the brief intermission. If you're still here, that means you fuck with today's episode. So if you need advice, call in. All right? 240-587-3186. Call in, leave me a voicemail, and I'll address it in the next episode. Again, 
The number is 240-587-3186. Before we get back into the episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. And if you're tuned in on podcast streaming platforms, make sure you leave a review and a rating. All right, let's head back into today's episode. All right, you guys, let's get into Raunchy. If you didn't know, I'm reading the book Raunchy by T. Styles. It's a ghetto-ass, hood-ass, dirty-ass, raunchy-ass book. But it's good. I hope y'all have picked it up by now. This is like episode three where I'm talking about it. And y'all know when I start, I cannot stop because there's so many moving pieces. I got my notes here. Let's motherfucking get into it. So last we left off, Jace, Harmony's nigga or Harmony's one of the nigga Harmony went, um, had told Harmony she was a hoe, this, that, and the third. Okay. So now he goes to the doctor's office because he's been burning just like everybody else. He's in the doctor's office and this doctor come in the office just asking weird questions acting weird and did this shit where they told him to pull his pants down grab his balls and squeeze his balls real motherfucking hard like the nigga was in agony and pain and then it was revealed that that was the nigga massive y'all remember i told you jace had a target on his back the nigga massive been watching him and has been ready to kill him so i'm like oh my god jace is gonna die now which by the way jace is like my favorite character in the book so i really don't want him to die but we don't know if the nigga gonna die or not because this nigga got a target on him so the nurse and everybody run into the room and they're like oh my god get this nigga out of here so security gets the nigga out he gets his real checkup they say that the syphilis ain't gonna be in him forever that, that's what he got, by the way. Everybody got syphilis. That's why they burning. I didn't even know what the fuck syphilis was until this book, y'all. Okay, anyways, boom. So that happened. And what the fuck happened next? Harmony's still pissed that Jace done said she a hoe and she ain't never going to be wifey material. So she begins plotting on a way to get back at Jace. In the midst of all of this, she gets a call from her friend Trip, and Trip is like, "You gotta come here." Constance is tripping, all right. So Constance is upset that her nigga is cheating on her. By the way, her nigga was cheating on her with Harmony, but she didn't know that. She just found out her nigga was tripping, was cheating on her with somebody else. So Harmony shows up to Constance's house, and Constance commits suicide. Constance shot her ass because the nigga ain't want her no more right in front of harmony and harmony was like oh fuck no so harmony left the dead body and everything because she was like, i can't deal with this i don't want to be seen with the police because niggas already think i've been talking to the police and that's hot so harmony leaves constance as dead that's so sad i was like damn why the fuck constance gotta die like i really wanted to get in, into the character constance but she ain't lived too long hope to, let's hope i ain't speaking that over my life may i live forever in jesus name we pray okay so what happens next Next, Harmony's like, all right, I got to really set this nigga Jace up. So she remembers um, an older nigga named Grand from back in the day. Now, Grand is actually Callie's uncle. Harmony shows up to Grand's house. Now, the thing about Grand is he's able to get in contact with anybody, find anybody, whatever. Harmony wants to get in contact with the nigga that kidnapped her and Jace because she realized that he has a hit out on Jace. And she's like, man, fuck Jace. If you don't want to be with me, fuck you. So in order for her to get the nigga's information, the kidnapper's information, she has to fuck this old ass nigga grand. So she fucked this old ass nigga grand, even though she didn't want to obviously, but she thinks to get what she want, she got to fuck niggas. So she fucked the nigga grand. He's like, all right, I got you. I'm gonna give you the information. Grand ends up finding the kidnapper. Harmony also asked grand if she could, if he could help her find her aunt's contact information. And her aunt's name is Angela. Harmony is ready to move out of D.C. because everybody don't like her. Uh, I forgot to mention that Paco, one of the niggas that she burned or gave syphilis to, 
set her up. He came with a bunch of bitches to jump her. Like, they just really don't fuck with Harmony because she got everybody burning and she been sleeping with everybody, nigga. So, Harmony's like, I got to get the fuck up out of D.C. But she's trying to make sure she puts this hit out on Jace and does what she needs to do before she leaves. Okay, Harmony gets home after, you know, running away from almost getting jumped, after setting up Jace. She gets home and surely her grandma... Start talking about, well, bitch, it's been a long time since you ate my pussy. You got to eat my pussy or you got to get the fuck out. Harmony's like, I ain't eating your motherfucking pussy. So they get into a squabble, a scruffle. Nothing real. It was just like um, Shirley ass falls the fuck down. And she's like, bitch, you got to get out of my house. And Harmony's like, well, I just need one more day. She also finds out that Jace had called. So Harmony tries to call Jace so she can see what the fuck Jace wants. And in the midst of all of that, Callie comes into the house looking for harmony and Callie is basically like just acting crazy like asking her to take care of his baby asking to try to be with her just being obsessive and possessive and weird and she's like nigga fuck you the police show up now the police show up to let everybody know what the fuck happened to Charles y'all remember I told you Charles was her uncle that was touching on kids Charles been gone this whole time so Charles I mean the police show up and they're like okay Charles is dead he was killed and they found him in the back seat with um, the little girl that Callie kidnapped. So Callie actually was the one that killed Charles. He killed Charles for touching on Harmony and he killed the kid because he had to kill the kid and he set it up to make it look like Charles and the kid was fucking and they died and whatever else happened. So Shirley is upset. Shirley is mad. Harmony gets on the phone with Jace and Jace is like, I got to see you tonight. So now Harmony's all love struck again. Okay, boom. Oh, by the way, Callie is like telling Harmony, I got you. I'll kill whoever you need me to kill for you. Harmony's like, no, don't do nothing no more. And he's like, I'll kill your grandmother for you. And Harmony's like, nigga, fuck you, no. All right, boom. So that's the end of the scene. Plus, Harmony got a new date, a, a date with Jace. She excited about that. Mind you, she done already set the nigga up. But she excited to go see Jace. Okay. So she links up with Jace. It's Jace's birthday. Jace is having a, he, he has a mansion now. He has his own place. Shit is going good. He's having a party. The thing is, the hit that she put out on Jace was supposed to happen during his birthday. So, because she told the nigga about the birthday party and all that. So now she's trying to locate Grand to make sure that Grand can call off the hit. Crazy thing is, Callie saw Harmony go to Grand's house, and Callie's so obsessive and possessive over Harmony that he kills Grand, which is his uncle, because he knew that they fucked. Anyways, don't forget, well, y'all ain't know, but before... Callie kills Grand. He makes Grand tell him why the fuck Harmony been in and out his house. And Grand snitches and says uh, she needed to get in contact with the nigga that kidnapped Jace. Okay, so let's get back to Jason Harmony. It's Jace's birthday. They having a ball. Everybody's drinking. Everybody's turned up. Why the fuck did that nigga Massive poison everybody at the party? Like, if you drank any of the liquor, any of the food, he... He ended up being the caterer. How the fuck he managed to do that? Who knows? He ended up being the caterer. So anybody that drank the food, anybody that ate the food or drank any liquor ended up dying. He poisoned them. Jace actually didn't drink anything, nor did Jace's friends because they had some of their own liquor. So they survived. Okay. Harmony runs out the party because I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but Callie exposed Harmony for fucking him. So in the midst of the party, while everybody's drinking and turning up, Callie lets Jace know Harmony and him fuck and the baby might be his. Harmony hears that. She runs out. And um, next thing you know, you turn the page and it's like Harmony's been on the run six months later. Harmony ends up 
staying with her aunt. Remember, Grand found the information on her aunt. She ends up staying with her aunt. She's pregnant as fuck at her aunt's house. She's like eight months now. And her aunt's like, look, we ain't got no money. I need you to do something. So she sets up Harmony to have Harmony transporting drugs from D.C. to Texas. In the midst of doing the drugs, the drug transportation, the nigga that drives her to the drops ends up being her new boo. Like they end up connecting and clicking. And this guy actually cares about her. It's a it's a it's a healthy love. You know, no, no fighting, no nothing. It's just healthier than anything else she's been in. One day her nigga gets home and he's like worried and he's saying that he thought somebody's been following him. Harmony's like, well, you know, don't worry about it. Just go ahead and get take a shower. I made you food, yada, 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 yada. So they're having their regular dinner and they hear a knock at the door. He goes, he answers the door. The nigga's name is Monkey, by the way. Monkey's her new boo. He goes, he answers the door. And why the fuck does Callie walk in the motherfucking door? Mind you, they in Texas now, not D.C. Callie shoots the nigga. Discloses that he'd been following the nigga. Discloses that he'd been on to Harmony and her whole operation. And Harmony's like, well, what the fuck are you doing here? Leave me alone. You already killed the nigga I love. Callie's like, I want that baby. Now, Callie, he's so damn weird. He walk around with a hatchet on his back. He'd been walking around with a hatchet on his back. He came with two crackheads. The girl Cherry, he used to fuck. And Cherry's crackhead-ass friend, trick-ass friend, nut. So they all in the house. Cherry and them take the hatchet off of his back. They push Harmony down, bitch. They cut that baby out of fucking Harmony. The scene goes black. Boom. That's about as far as I have gotten. It's a lot, ain't it? I hope y'all was able to keep up. It's so much shit. I'm like bouncing off the walls. It's so much going on. I really can't fuck with Harmony anymore. Like I stopped fucking with her after she did that snitch shit to Jace. Because I told y'all I really love Jace. But also I really hate a snitch. Like I really hate a snitch. You cannot be snitching. That's like code number one. Like just, that's not even nigga code. That's just common sense code. Like why the fuck would you snitch? Why the fuck would you put yourself in a situation to ever snitch on anybody, to ever set anybody up? Like, I don't do shit like that. Yeah, I did do that janky shit in the beginning when we was trying to rob the plug, but we wasn't really doing no shit, for real. You know what I'm saying? Even that was some dumb shit. I wouldn't do that now. That shit I seen Harmony do was setting up Jace. I ain't like that shit. Because Jace could have almost died, and nigga, he don't deserve to die. The shit is just fucking crazy. We're going to keep reading. I'm almost done with the book. I got like 100 pages left, and we're going to get into another book later on. So that's all I have for you guys today. I'm not doing an advice column submission because I don't have an advice column submission, and I didn't take time to look for one on Reddit, and that's okay. I want you guys to remember that this is an advice column. So if you need advice, there is a Dear Constant segment, and I give y'all advice no matter what you need advice on. Just give me a call, 240-587-3186. You can also click the link down below in the description box or my Instagram bio at Constance the Pod. That will take to my advice column and there you can leave an anonymous submission i love you guys i appreciate you guys thank you for making it this far if you made it this far screenshot this post on your instagram story and tag me let me know you made it this far ho and don't forget that the submission box that i have this hotline that i have y'all can use it to talk your shit to me if i talk about something on the episode that you ain't like call in to be like constance hold up if i talk about some shit that triggers something within you go ahead and call again 240-587-3186 let me know that that shit triggers something in you let's talk let's chit chat let's have a blast and let's key i love you guys i appreciate you guys god bless you and i will see you in tomorrow's episode